Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. I really like talking with people who have a range of talents, so when we bring on Nick Tabor today, I'm going to focus on two very different topics, and they're all going to gel at the end, which is one of the best things about podcasting. Nick has a solid interest in fitness as well as a solid interest in movies. And as unrelated as those two things may be, this guy makes it work. Let's get started. On tap today, we have Nick Tabor. How are you doing, good buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Aaron. Uh, thanks for being here. I am doing great, and I'm really eager to talk about the various projects you've got going on there. Um, I, I noticed right off the bat you have a fitness program. Yes, I do. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's actually changing a little bit. It's Real Talk with Sensei Nick, formerly Honest Fitness Talk with your trainer, Nick. And um, I started working more towards my old roots of martial arts. And um, it's also been a lot about more about mental health than physical health. And, you know, it has grown tremendously lately. And I'm um, also setting up a lot of episodes to, with my wife. And, uh, you know, she's doing a lot of episodes with me. And we're actually going to do one later tonight as the time we're recording this. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, like I've talked to you offline for we've had, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to do a lot of stuff on the scent that comes from a place of like sci-fi fandom, comic fandom, yeah, movie yeah, fandom, yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. I will admit that I'm also getting more and more into YouTube fitness and any sort yeah. of uh, program that you can do over the web. And since that's such yeah. a neat new idea, I'd love to get into that too. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of where everything is going. Mm -hmm. I mean, with uh, with COVID and uh, the way, you know, general life has been, like, we are not gonna have traditional gyms in, you know, in about five years. Like, even where we are, like, my old day job was in tourism. And um, if you think of it, like, people would travel for business, they travel for leisure, but, you know, nowadays it's going to be like, I don't think I need to travel just to sign this paper or just to sign this contract because of COVID, the technology is there that they can email and e-sign documents. But it's the same thing with fitness, you know, almost immediately what happened when, uh, you know, all the COVID started, what was the thing that everybody had in their house? Or at least you saw commercials of it. Tell me out here. Would was peloton like that that happened the peloton bike and now you okay. also have like you know you have trainers who are working out over online and trainers who are doing a thing this new thing that's being developed i'm kind of excited about is called the mirror like people get up and you know they do their workouts but the trainers there and they're doing this like similar to zoom technology but they have a giant mirror that's actually a computer screen in their bedroom and working out with the trainer as if they're in a gym. Like, I don't think we're going to see, like, we might see a resurgence of traditional gyms in about 10 years, but it's going to be a very long time before we have like packed fitness classes like we used to have in the 80s or like we used to have back in, you know, where malls would just say, okay, let's go over there. Let's, or in parks, like, let's go over there as a big group. Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, and also the thing is, you know, why I started the fitness and mental health fitness podcast is 
nobody was really doing it. I mean, a large part of the way people are receiving information is in their headphones. Mm-hmm. And it's like what I'm doing right now. So, I mean, it was something really that was big to capitalize on, you know, you had to do it. You had to do it right away. And, you know, luckily I jumped in on it right when it was fresh. Oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me the Peloton machine was the thing. And I'm thinking I started off quarantine by placing yeah. in a large order for board games and a fondue pot. So we might be on a slightly different wavelength here. Well, oh yeah. Then again, you know, Grubhub people kind of know my house very well too. Fair so enough. I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm the trainer that's also realistic as well. So I, I get you. I get you, but yeah, I think a lot of people were looking for alternatives. You know, they weren't necessarily going to go to a gym 24-7. They weren't looking for self-help because also podcasts really took a rise and downloads rise. Like my other podcast, Movie Theater Time Machine, went from if we were lucky having maybe, I don't know, 100, 100 and a half to having about 1,500 to 2,000 downloads a week. You I would know, definitely want to talk in, about an instant too. Yeah. I want to talk about that podcast in just a minute because you know that's really sure. where my head is at. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Dude, I've got to ask. Uh, yeah. as a guy who's looked at gym memberships and just really not like the business model, if they don't come back, is that really a bad thing? No, because there's always gonna be alternatives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people who are looking for ways to I think what we're gonna see when we get out of it, or we're going to see a lot of trainers go out into nature and we're going to see trainers get very, very creative. Um, You know, people were genuinely having, you know, health and like, I mean, help. Even when I was a kid, I remember people who went to the gym, they were the dudes who were like really super giant. And, you know, they would, you know, they, if they, if they were standing on the side like this and you said, Oh, hi buddy. And they have to turn like this and they couldn't turn their head. You know, they were super giant out of the way, but people generally were healthy because a lot of people ran, a lot of people lifted things and, you know, maybe sure, you know, maybe like lifted the furniture around their house to build muscle or just ate right to build muscle. So I think the alternatives that we use like back in the nineties, especially when I was a child, like how do you, how do you eat right? Or how do you build muscle? Well, start doing push-ups. number one, you know, um, that'll be, that'll be the wave of the future for the near future, I should say, not the, not the big, you know, uh, not the, not forever, but as far as I think what's going to happen in the, in the distant future, in order for gyms to really come back is they're really going to have to be about community and, um, where we are as a society, I think, um, as Americans in general, I think we're extremely unhealthy. And you're going to have that corner gym that's a part of that neighborhood that says, I want to get that family or all the families of this of this town really super healthy. And they're going to come in like gangbusters because it's not about like, like work, um, I don't know if I can mention, uh, can I mention business names on this podcast? If you choose. Okay. So like, um, like workout worlds or, uh, you know, one of those like planet fitness or something Mm -hmm. that's like, there's a gym, 
here you go, you pay only $5 a month to come in. I don't give a damn about what $5 a month is going to do. Yeah, that's cheap, but it's not about me. You know, people who are going to go to a gym are going to be like, okay, here's the gym. It's not the big box one. It's, you know, Nick's gym. It's the, you know, Nick's place that has all the great equipment and he knows every single person by name and he knows every one of us by name. That's what's going to be in the very long-term future, like 10, 20 years from now when this all be, all we're doing, all this BS becomes a memory. You know, that's going to be like when it comes back when it comes back, you know, that's, that's where we're really going to go strong and back into, back into the gyms again. I, I know a lot of those types of businesses. I don't know enough of the specifics about them, but um, yeah. so many have, have kind of said, if we actually had everybody who pays for a membership show up and use it, we couldn't get people in the door. We're, we're kind no. of counting on people to not. No, no. Like, um, they're betting against your success. Yeah, the the like the big box gyms like the uh, like the workout world of the Planet Fitness actually price it so low so people don't go, because what happens is you know they get all the money they don't have to hire as many employees to upkeep and they don't have to upkeep the machines, and upkeeping the machines is the biggest like the biggest cost that people don't really think about because you get somebody who maybe pulls a cord or pulls a wire or something or you know, or natural fail, fail, wear and tear, you know, that they don't think about. Um, and, you know, they have to, you have to spend money to do it. But if you have less people coming, the more you could spread apart the wear and tear, you know, the repair times and, you know, hence more profit. But um, yeah, if you, you're going to find more personalization, that might be a gym that you might have to spend a lot more money getting into, but the value is worth it because every piece of machinery is clean. Every piece of machinery works and, you know, everybody knows everybody. And, you know, I think, you know, outside of, well, inside of quarantine, I think we've become a lot more of a community base, especially in this country, because we are, um, we're getting to know each other a lot more. Like we're getting, we're getting to talk a lot more often about who we are as a, as a society and I think we're only going to get better from there, but we've got to like, we will interact if we, if we find value in it, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I'm yeah, finding yeah. that yeah. Um, something that we, we've definitely started doing on this show a lot is getting into who the community is, who the group is right. that we start to right. get together. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'm finding it really interesting that I'm talking to a guy who you clearly know a lot about fitness, you know, a I lot do. about the yeah. business of fitness, which is two I very do. different things. Right. Yeah, it's definitely but true. Yeah. You're yeah. also willing to sit here and talk to me about movies and stuff like that. So you're you actually, that, right? yeah. you, you have both of your communities together and there's no conflict. No, no. Like everybody, you know, not everybody wants to get into a gym and work out and build muscle, lose weight or anything, but I don't know a single person who doesn't want to talk about a movie. Fair enough. You know, you know, movie theater time machine was something that started before I even thought about even being a fitness trainer. I was just a fat dude that wanted to lose weight. That, that, that was it. And I happened to know a trainer who was an ex wrestler and the conversation became one day, I'm like, do you think I can even do this? And he said, yeah. And he hounded me until I called the guy who trained him. Mm -hmm. And I looked back and I, I told people like, the autobiography title for me should be, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here by Nick <laughs> Tabor. 
and you know like i kind of stumble on things every once in a while in my life like you know a friend of mine who said hey come out to the mall because i think you need something when i was a teenager you know remember malls kids mm-hmm. um and um you know ended ended up introducing me to this girl who i married you know and it's just like i'm like okay like that happened you know I'm not a fly by my seat of my pants type guy in reality, but significant points in my life just become like, well, but yeah, movie theater time machine is a show that was uh, started based on a, based on a joke. Actually, a friend of mine had a podcast called the blockbuster dropouts and they were all ex employees of blockbuster video. And, um, you know, for those of you who are uh, 19 and below, you might not know what I just said, but Netflix used to be a place you had to go to. Um, And, you know, he invited me on and he's like, hey, I think, you you know, you kind of did cool and introduced me to the studio owner. And he, um, you know, uh, Josh, who was the head of Blockbuster Dropout, says, you know, maybe you should try it. Maybe you could do better than me. Maybe you can do a movie podcast, too, because it's easy. It's not, number one. But, you know, then, two, I said to myself, yeah, why not? Let's try it. And we had five episodes at first, and we were just going to call it quits. But five episodes that were so good that he shut his down and asked to be a guest on our show. Wow. <laughs> and we're like, okay. And now we're going on. We uh, we just crossed four years that we've been doing it every weekend. And Movie Theater Time Machine is just really an excuse for four people. Like we all have day jobs, like you can see behind me in my office. And all of us who do it. And uh, Dan, who's a mailman. And... Um, just my wife is a professional artist, uh, Kaz, and just who works in uh, finance, and all of us to kind of get together and talk about it. Like we just completed a month of uh, Star Trek: The Original Series movies. Okay. And um, I'm getting into your geeky side here, mm-hmm, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we uh, explored very deeply as to uh, the relationship between the Vulcans and uh, humanity and who the Borg was and also um, how the Klingons came to be and how they became a part of the Federation. And uh, we deep dove. Um, We had a lot of great, a lot, a lot of great uh, actors who came along um, plus um, we had Liz Priestley, who uh, just completed a movie with Idris Elba, mm-hmm. and she spent 20 minutes to, telling one of the, like, I don't want to give it all away, but it was one of the funniest stories I've ever heard about how she met Idris Elba and how she was basically, like, everybody in the room was just, like, starstruck, and then she learned she was going to play his wife, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, like, rooting her out. I'm like, you know what? I don't mind myself, like, you know, and of course my wife and Jess are looking like, what can I sign up and be Idris Elba's wife? And I'm like, you know, I have a fitness podcast where I can look good too. And I could be <laughs> something could be pretty cool or we can try to do something right, you know, but, um, you know, <laughs> I made up for it later, but, you know, we, we had some fun with it and, um, you know, she was great. And also just the, the exploration of what makes nerdy nerdy, 
But um, one thing we um, we do want to uh, put up uh, to it is people who watch movie theater or we do live broadcast on occasion on our on our on our Facebook page. But we do have a fa a fantasy casting segment which really ties consistency into the whole realm of insanity, where we roll D and D dice, and if we go above twenty for the D and D dice, uh, we get to change the um, the actors or change the genre or see how the movie would change, and that's the ending piece of the show. And we've been trying very, very hard to get various roles to be played by Christopher Walken. Sometimes the dice don't like it, but, you know, to put some things that are kind of insane, because we learned um, uh, Christopher Walken is the patron saint of our, of our uh, podcast. I don't know how that happened, but it did. And um, just to get something in there to be able to say, like, Christopher Walken is now a Klingon. Oh, wouldn't you want to? Okay. Wouldn't you want to see that? Yeah, just out of curiosity, you just. I hey, hate sure. Captain Kirk. Like uh, there, or just you know, or something along the lines, or just okay. He wanted to destroy the the under the Enterprise because he had a watch hidden up his ass, or something, or just or other things just like that that just kind of go a little crazy and it's mm -hmm. for you know to change it based on the point of comedy or to change it based on the point of insanity and sometimes we go right in the middle and the audience has to decide which is which fair enough you know and <laughs> and um we're we're doing uh february actually with movie theater time machine as we we're exploring the uh, next generation movies so um, as you can see by the by the uh, haircut that I have, I am a fan of Captain Picard, and that was actually not by choice, but you know it just kind of happened and fell into it. I'm mean, okay. Um, I do refer to my cats as number one and number two too. That actually works. You know, one they both have beards, so naturally it works. Mm -hmm, so I'm mm -hmm. kind of I'm between I'm between Riker and Picard, which. Actually, that kind of works well too. <laughs> you, you could be in a worse spot to be in. Yeah, right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're hoping too to actually get into, we want to do uh, Blend All My Worlds, uh, hopefully in a few months to do the Karate Kid movies. Um, but we're in talks of trying to, I really, really, really hope this can work, is to uh, get Billy Zapka on the show. Okay. Um, that is something that's an exclusive for you, actually. But hopefully, if we can get Johnny Lawrence in, that'd be pretty fun. Well, I uh, to be able to do that, yeah. I, I will go out on a limb and put that out there and hope the best for you on that. I'm of the I, I, I will tell you, I have a policy of never talking about a future episode until it's at least recorded because nah, I don't care. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see your point, but I don't really care. I don't want to jinx it either. But it is something that's like all we gotta do is just get a date in, mm -hmm. and it's like oh, it's fun enough to try to be able to do it. Uh, but also, uh, Joss, if you're listening, yes, that is something I am working on. Um, she had a childhood crush on Billy Zabka too, so that'd be kind of funny. But yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I mean, movie theater time machine is about being the biggest nerd in the world. We all talk about movies. 
Um, we all we all do that. We've had oh, um, actually here's something that I think you would kind of like. Uh, we've been sponsored by Perfume.com. All right. And um, one of the sponsors, for, the reason why we've done that is Perfume.com has uh, four Star Trek men's colognes. They do. And they have. Have you seen this? I have seen it. Yes. I don't have yeah. any. Yeah, I do. I have Sulu. Are you liking so, it? So yeah, it's pretty good actually. I'm wearing it right now. Um, so it's Tiberius, Red Shirt, Sulu, and for some reason we haven't figured out why Pomfar. Well, I see what they're going for. Yeah. I mean, but, it's it's kind of the obvious. Yeah, but Pomfar, really? Do you really want Vulcan shame and sweat? Doesn't smell like that though. Hey, everybody's got their thing. Yeah, I'm not true, gonna judge. I'm not, I'm not judging either, but it's mm-hmm. just kind of like, like, you know, did you have somebody in that board meeting that went, hey, maybe you don't want to do that? Like, because there's gonna be one Trekkie you can ask. Like Sulu, I get red shirt, red shirt when you want to smell expendable, red shirt. Or Tiberius, I get that one. That one's good. That's my next one, by the way. Well, <laughs> when they did a range of whiskeys last year or the year before something like that and of course the second they came out everybody who was like would this character really drink that and yeah right right yeah they're they're just trying to sell a bottle they don't care what's in it come on now yeah true true were they flavored differently do you know ah i i actually don't remember what was in but there there was a good single malt in there a reasonably so one uh Hmm. i think i think there was a bourbon uh uh, this one was Kirk themed, one was Scotty themed. I think there was a Klingon one. Was there one called Ramon? No, there was a separate product. They missed from a, it. Well, no, but there was a separate uh, product from a separate company called Romulan Ale. So that had okay. been done. Okay. Okay. So, but if you, I mean, if you're getting Star Trek whiskey, I mean, something's got to be called Romulan. Now, see, so what I. There is yeah. a, a, a video on this. Ch- if you look at the YouTube version, I have my own recipe for that. You do? Mm-hmm. Uh, Get yourself a shot yeah. of white rum, yeah. a shot of blue, fill the rest up with Sprite, and yeah. then shake in exactly two drops of Tabasco sauce. Sounds good to me. Man. It is because it has the effect Sounds of it's, good to me. it's really sweet, yeah. but that Tabasco yeah. brings all that flavor out. And you take okay. that person like, what the hell is this? And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm coming back for more of that. <laughs> I do. I do, it, man. I do. It. That's great. That's a, that's a good idea, actually. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm a big a fan. That's a good idea, man. Yeah. There was a, a time I would, I would actually yeah. just print it up on a card and give it to bartenders because they would never know how to make it off the top of your head. But <laughs> the premiere of the 2009 movie. Um, I went to a really nice theater that had its own built-in bar. I did oh, really? that. I handed the bartender uh, at yeah. the theater that card, ordered mm. one. That was about 15 minutes before they opened the doors. By the time the doors opened, three other people in the bar were drinking the same thing. <laughs> nice, nice. That's a good. That's a man. That's you're giving me good thoughts about that. That sounds like a good idea. Hey. There are other recipes out there involving various yeah. things. That's the one that's worked for me. Nice. No, sorry, I'm looking that up tonight then. All right. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. 
What else do you want to know about movie theater time machine? So you're doing Karate Kid. You did Star Trek. Yeah. If we're keeping the 80s theme here, are you doing Police Academy? Oh, that's one that's been that's been a dream of mine. Um, just to do Michael Winslow's sound effects and uh, do it alone. Um, one of the themes we did was we had an improv. Uh, my wife or I would do an improv guess and... I'm thinking of doing one where it's just a soundboard and doing the entirety of it, just doing a soundboard of them. But the um, yeah, Police Academy would be a really fun one. I haven't considered it yet. Although I know for uh, backing a bit, going to the 70s and somewhat in the 80s, we're uh, going to do in June, we're going to do Jaws. All right. Because it's, it's the uh, 60-something anniversary and we're getting a number of people who are actually in the cast some extras, some writers, and the guy who wrote the screenplay, um, we're, st we're uh, still in talks about it to try to get him on. And um, also, uh, actually, I work with the guy who was an extra in that movie. So we're trying to get him on, too, because he tells some funny stories. Um, and that should be fun. Yeah. And that should be fun. But, um, yeah, as far as other 80s, I mean, uh, Karate Kid would be a, a bloody classic, except for the one that doesn't exist. Um, and because uh, there's only three mm, in reality, okay. I, ref I refuse to acknowledge number four um, and, or the next. Um, but I think the others, I would love to do a, a month of trauma films. The ones that barely anybody remembers, but mm -hmm. my God, those are so fun. Plus of Newcomb High and all the and all stuff like that. That actually yeah. was something that came to mind when I threw out the police academy idea because there's so many of those series where you get to a point where you just you want to pretend it doesn't exist anymore. And I wondered how you right. that. Um there's some that we pretend don't exist. Like we did a series um where we did earnest movies mm -hmm. and our, our tribute to Jim Varney and we came across a movie that was one of the worst of the worst that we had ever seen. Um, I'm not going to Barbara Streisand it, but it's called Existo. And uh, was usually if I say don't do it, more people would see it. But you really should not see this movie because it's god awful. Um, and how it's a movie, I don't know. But if we say it really doesn't exist, then we really take a, ch a chance to really, really, really rip it apart. And, uh, you know, not only as a critique, but to rip it apart in a really funny way and, you know, just let out because the whole point of it for the four of us is for four people to get together who are just trying to make it in this world. And then, you know, especially even during the, you know, COVID-19 times to be able to get out, sit down and just really make each other laugh. And what I could say is that the worse the movie gets, the more we try to turn up the silliness and just and not for the audience, but for each other. And the crazier we get, the better we get, the better we get. And sometimes it's our, sometimes some of those are far better episodes. I mean, when you do 210 of them, you know, some of them aren't that great. And then you mm -hmm. go back and you go, these were great. These were great.
when it comes to the specific ones where he was playing Ernest, how far into that series did you get? Because most people think it stopped right after like Ernest scared stupid and it very much did not. There are some. That- oh yeah. We did um, uh, the, uh, the basketball movie mm-hmm. that he did. And uh, we did Ernest goes to school and uh, tried to find a few others um, we could not find Ernest Goes to Camp because that's the only one that's locked up in a whole bunch of other stuff. One of the rules is at least it has to be accessible mm-hmm. in order to find it. And um, we stumbled on Existo and I really wish we didn't. I, mm, but yeah. it was it was one of the there was one of our panel members who was on the show actually quit because of that movie. And I'm like, okay, did he watch it? You know, one of the questions was, did he watch it? I'm like, yeah, he watched it. Okay, he watched it, great. Because if we didn't, we would all stick him, you know, stick him in the chair, duct tape him, and duct tape his eyes open, just so he would be able to see it too and suffer through the pain. But it ended up being a barrel of laughs anyway, because the worse it gets, the more we try to help each other get through it. Yeah, there ain't nothing worse than that. But yeah, there's a. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the I understand why some of the Ernest movies were direct to video because there's no way they could have put some of them in theaters. No, because they got they got bad, they and got the, bad. Oh, yeah. Although Ernest goes to jail is a classic. I Ernest say. goes to jail is good. Uh, Ernest goes to camp was on Blu-ray. I got it on Blu-ray, yeah. so it is yeah, out there. Just probably not in print anymore. It's tough to find, but you you can find it. It's. And Ernest Ernest Saves Christmas is a is a is a seasonal staple for me. That is actually but a really good movie for the type of movie it is. It's but it's just a sensational movie. Period. Mm-hmm. Hands down, just a sensational movie that you see. Okay, Santa Claus is coming around, and he has to pass on the Santa Claus to another person, and Ernest has to help him, and like. All right, and it's just silly. It's just weird. Um, there is an episode we did of Ernest Saves Christmas. Go back and look at probably one of the funniest Santa things. Um, uh, we had an improv thing. It was Santa Claus versus Krampus reviewing the movie, but Santa Claus and Krampus were actually really good friends, but the story got, got twisted over time, and <laughs> my wife played a really funny Krampus. Uh, uh, one of my best friends, Bob, actually played an amazing old man, Santa, who ended up getting obsessed with Hanson. I, I, I don't know how we got into it, but it's, it's, it's seriously one of the best movie theater time machine episodes we ever recorded. And, and uh, we've, we've gone through all the Ernest movies. So you probably figured that out by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really like, it's still, uh, God makes me miss Jim Barney. Have you gotten a hold of Ernest Rides again? That's yes. the one that I'm missing. Okay. Yes, I have. Um, it's hard to find. You All have right. to dig and dig and dig. I think we ended up pirating that one. Yes. All right. Because uh, that, that was actually oh. where I, I saw it on Amazon a few times. And I'm like, I'm not even yeah. sure if I'm going to get some like burn or something if I order this. So yeah, off on it. Yeah, you, you will get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it if you're a completionist. But it's not a um, if you're like if you're casually going through it, you won't get you won't get it. But it's just just to complete all of the Jim Varney series. Supposedly, there's a new one in the works, 
but it's uh, the supposedly in the canon is Jim Varney. I'm sorry. Um, not Jim Varney. Uh, Ernest has a kid mm-hmm. somewhere and he picks up the Ernest P. World persona and continues on with it for a new generation. And it's something that's being worked out by Ernest, uh, by, uh, well, they're one of the same, but Jim Varney's nephew. Mm-hmm. And then that's really that, you know. Uh, I, I know when he passed away, I, and you got to hmm. figure how bad those last few Ernest movies were, and they, they were terrible and yeah. very low budget. But when he passed away, they were in the process of filming Ernest the Pirate. So yeah. I'm like, how much <laughs> lower were they going to set that bar? <laughs> what I would have loved to see is Ernest in the modern day. Uh-huh. That if, if he would have survived and, you know, I mean, Jim Varney drank and smoked himself to death. Uh, he, he was 50 and had the lungs of a 90-year-old, just to put it bluntly. But he had, um, I would love to see Ernest try to do TikTok dances, but get it accidentally. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see like some like remnants of it, the entirety, um, were you aware there was an Ernest TV show? I have it. Yeah, you have it. Okay. The entirety of it for your listeners or viewers, I'm not sure how you're going to, pro- how you're going to project this, but um, the entirety of it is on YouTube. If you're into it and you're into the movies, it's worth the insanity of seeing it none of it is good <laughs> but it's like out of the 12 episodes that aired it's four hours if you really need to kill an afternoon it's worth it for insanity but have your favorite refreshment nearby because you're gonna need it yeah you're really I, you're really gonna need it i'll agree with everything you just said there is a certain type of show it fits into it's that yeah. it's what today's kids probably wouldn't even really recognize it but it used to be a big thing in like the 70s 80s to very early 90s where you would have like this live action show with a goofy character and they would put in different segments and yeah saturday morning like this was your yeah. Wee's playhouse your captain kangaroo yeah. it fits into that type of show yeah like it's, it's p yeah it's Wee's playhouse yeah Except without Paul Rubens, it's but it's Pee Wee's Playhouse, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you it, are into that kind of thing, you will not find it to be a waste of your time. Yeah, beverages oh. will help. Yeah, if you prefer other enhancements, that's on you. But I'm just saying, bring a friend. Oh, bring a friend. Yeah, yeah. Br- bring a friend. That's by, by far. I will back you on that, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Bring a friend because <laughs> <laughs> somebody else has got to see it. It's like you look at it and go. If you look at it and you know, it's like where you see a car accident and you're the only person on the road, not in the car accident. You're like, oh, this happened. That Oh, come on. Nobody ever gets into an accident there. Or I saw a brown bear right across the street and they looked at me and oh, come on. You didn't see that. It's the same reaction is you're going to look at this and go, what happened? Mm-hmm. And somebody else see it. It's like if you've seen Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Same thing. You watch it with somebody and you're like, what just happened? Like what like having somebody there will be helpful. I had a friend in college who was really into terrible movies. So we got along very yeah. well. And 
I found out through a, yeah. somebody else that he had never seen Manos, the Hands of Fate. Oh, Hands, Hands of Fate is awesome. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's, it's uh, bad, but man, that's... Whew. So I immediately jumped up and said, I want to strap him down and make him watch it. And they said, you don't have to strap him down. I said, no, I want to. Yeah. <laughs> hands, Hands of Fate is, is so... Uh, that that's a that's an experience mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an experience in its own right um yeah yeah have I, you seen yeah. the sequel there's a sequel to there it? is a sequel it's a legit sequel not like a three people got together and made it on youtube no there's a legit sequel to manos hands of fate it's called manos returns you can find it on twitter yeah you should probably look it up before you get out of that chair because you'll be thankful you did. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. I um I gotta get going a little bit, but they're gonna shut the place down soon. But let, let me let uh, you go. Okay. Yeah, but I, I will look this up because this is pretty interesting. Uh I'll, but before you do, where can people find your adventures and your podcasts? Okay, so you can look me up um on you can look up on uh on Instagram, you can look up Sensei Nick Tabor. Um, you can search movie theater time machine anywhere. Um, look up uh, patreon.com slash MTTM, where you can look up our TV time machine sister show, or you can look up movie theater time machine on any one of your um, anywhere, basically just Google it. You can see it, um, but it's on your catch or choice everywhere. Also real talk with sensei Nick is everywhere. If you just look up my name, Nick Tabor podcast and nicktaborfitness.com will provide you links to it as well. All that's going to be in the show notes on my website, aaronbossig.com. Nick, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Absolute pleasure. Great to be with you. Talk soon, buddy. See you later, man. Bye-bye. I would like to thank Nick for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. For the community building part of the show today, I want to ask for your feedback, for your insight, for your criticism. If you have anything about the show that you feel strongly about, reach out to me at bossigpodcast at yahoo.com. B-O-S-S-I-G podcast at yahoo.com. I would really enjoy hearing any feedback about the show you might have. Don't forget you can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube or any other major platform. And don't forget, we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist, a fantastic podcast network. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.